what a day. Some days you come in and uh, they're good days. You know you've got some things to talk about. Obviously, the Packers are back on the practice field again today, and they're getting ready for Dallas. We're going to talk about some matchups and such. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up at the bottom of the hour. But then you wake up to the news that yesterday, we all know, uh, just before we went on the air with the huddle last night, that Nick Saban announced that he is going to retire. Overnight, you get the news that Bill Belichick is going to hold a joint press conference today with uh, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, and they are parting ways. They cannot come to any kind of agreement as to what uh, direction they want to go with this team. So uh, whether it's a mutual parting of the ways or, you know, Robert Kraft said, hey, look, um, you know, it's been great, but, you know, we've we've got different ideas now. Or Bill Belichick just said, I want a different, you know, scenery, set of scenery, which I don't believe. Uh, but they've become so amicable that they're going to hold a joint press conference today and that they are then going to announce that Bill Belichick is out. Man, it is, uh, what a day. This is, and I, I heard this this morning, uh, and it's very, very true. Uh, it is the equivalent of Vince Lombardi and Bear Bryant, two of the most successful coaches at, in their era of all time, uh, walking away at the exact same time on the exact same day. Uh, I mean, that's that's the level of this. Um, the The... The interesting thing is, is that it's almost being treated like a funeral today. I mean, both guys, I mean, Bill Belichick's going to move on. He's going to be able to sit back and relax and find out where his next paycheck's going to come from. And Nick Nick Saban is probably going to go off into a uh, semi-retired analyst role somewhere and get paid a lot of money to, you know, give his thoughts and philosophies and such. And then he is uh, he's going to be okay. Uh, nobody's dying, but, man, it is a surreal kind of day, I guess might be the best way to put it. So good morning to you if you're just waking up and you're finding out that Bill Belichick is out as well. I mean, Pete Carroll is out in Seattle. Nick Saban's retiring. I mean, this is like the old guard. This is the the old guard now changing. You know, this is – God, this goes back to – you know, I remember when Bill Belichick and Nick Saban were together on the staff in Cleveland – and Bill Belichick used to wear that god-awful giant uh, braided pumpkin-looking sweater. He looked like a big pumpkin standing on a sideline, and he, he didn't have success. And and uh, when he went to New England, I was like, good riddance, man, because he was a terrible head coach, I thought, yeah, for Cleveland. He just didn't have much success, you know? And then, lo and behold, look what he did. And, you know, he kind of stuck with his own philosophies and went on to build uh, the dynasty that is. But, uh, man, what a day. What a day. And... um I guess for somebody, you know, I'm mid-50s, so for myself, I've watched these guys progress as coaches, 40 years worth of coaching, you know, 40, 45 years worth of coaching. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it, it's phenomenal. And for everything that we've been through the last couple of days, and it's been like rapid fire, headline story, you know, news stuff, you know, we've been... You know, every couple of minutes, something else is happening, and we're bringing it to you, and we've been discussing it. And it's almost like you don't have enough time to touch on everything, you know. But today is uh, – and we'll, we'll try to get you some of the sound coming out of Bill Belichick's presser today. But, uh, man, that's uh, – that's, 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 it's an amazing day. It's an amazing run. And, oh, by the way, we've got a wild card weekend coming up, you know. Uh, you got the Badgers and Marquette both in action last night. We'll talk about that. Bucks with a big one tonight. A big one tonight. And uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. Had a great conversation this morning 
uh, with a friend of mine in Boston. And this, uh, this is, they're, they're looking at this as like, this team, this Bucks team is down. And this could be that knockout blow if they get humiliated tonight at the Pfizer Forum by the Boston Celtics, who that's the team they're chasing for the top spot in the East. I mean, this is, this is who they have to measure themselves against. If they could give them like a knockout, pound you out, you, you can't compete with us kind of blow, would this be something that would be um, franchise or team altering for Giannis and the gang or for Adrian Griffin? You know, because, uh, you know, everything on the surface looks cool. Like, hey, we're just going through our growing pains. We're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Everybody's got to do a little bit better. We're there. But below the surface, there's rumblings of, was this the right choice for the head coach? Is the head coach going to be gone? Has he been too soft? Are the guys not coachable? Are the guys too lazy? Are the, you know, and there's a lot of rumblings around down uh, down below. So we'll get into that discussion as well. If you want to chime in, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Good to have you on board. Also, you can find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, uh, X, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also uh, find us, uh, find Grant at Wisco Grant over on X as well. Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show, The Bill Michaels Show on Instagram and on Facebook and on TikTok, all three places you can find us there. Uh, You can also watch us every day, subscribe, pound that subscribe button. It's absolutely freaking free over there on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV, on Kick TV, on LinkedIn TV, all that kind of good stuff. And you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website simply thebillmichaels.com. Uh, there's the Zone app, our flagship sta- the mighty flagship station in Madison, the Zone, Z-O-N-E, the Zone Madison, both on the AM and the FM signals. Love it. And uh, then we've got our uh, friends at Apple, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. They carry us as well after the fact. Grant Bills, I, uh, I, I can't believe it happened again. You know what I'm talking about, coming home last night. Did you – well, it snowed. I mean, you ran into weather on the drive home last night, I'm I sure. did. Yeah. It was awful again. I do, Going out and coming back. I got um, – after the huddle last night, I got maybe it – was, it was kind of flurrying when I was, like, by Toma. And then when I got towards Mauston – it started really kind of coming down. And by the time I got to the Dells, I mean, it was really snowing. And I, so I'm watching it. I'm doing like 50. I'm thinking, you know, I, I got plenty of time. You know, when I get home, I get home. And originally when I left Flipside, it told me uh, like 1118 uh, was the, my projected time to get home. So about two hours and 35, 40 minutes. And I just kept watching that time go up and up and up. By the time I got to Sun Prairie, there was, an, there was no road. You couldn't see the road anymore. And I'm following. My dad always told me, my dad was a truck driver, and my dad always said, get behind the trucks. They will, they'll, t- they'll set the pace. Just get behind them and let them blow the snow off the road, and then you just follow in their tracks, and you're going to be good to go. And that's what I did. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the trucks started slowing and slowing, and then trucks started putting on their hazards, their blinkers, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so by the time I made the turn to go eastbound on 94 towards Milwaukee, the, the road was gone. Now, I know at, at that point in time, I started to see snowplows. I got home at, like, 
mm, little after one thirty. It was crazy coming home last night. Oh man! It wasn't as slick as it was the other day going out, but it was crazy coming home last night. We got uh, like at my house uh, when I woke up this morning. There's about uh, be, uh, be, I measure it because um, I've got a patio table that uh, a little end table that sits outside. It's a little round table. And you, it's a perfect way to measure the snow, the snowfall. And it's big enough to hold snow, but it's small enough that you're not going to have drifts and stuff on it. And it's got about four and a half inches of snow on it this morning. So on top of what we already had, uh, like in the chairs, there's probably a good mm, 14 inches, 13 inches of snow out there, something like that. But we got about another four inches of snow last night. And then we've got what? Uh, they're, t- they're saying 10 to 13 coming overnight tonight and oh. into tomorrow. So it's like, man, we didn't get any in 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 December, but holy crap, uh, is it unloading on us now? But that's what I drove home in last night. Was it uh, bad uh, out in Madison this morning? So when I left the station here for the huddle last night, it was like it was fine, and I got home and it started snowing again. And I didn't like I don't really check the weather. I didn't know that we were going to get more tonight. And I woke up this morning and it was everything was coated. It was pretty, but the roads weren't bad this morning. It, it's a little drier today because yesterday it was hovering right around freezing. So there was a little slush. It was a little more wet. Whereas yeah. I think today it's just more honest to goodness snow, which is if it's not snowing, it's not nearly as bad to drive in once it's blown off the road. Yeah. So not too bad. Huh. Well, it was uh, it was brutal getting home, but got home last night and uh, crashed. Got up this morning, got studio back together, and here we are together today. So here's the uh, here's the and by the way, speaking of uh, the snow, when the snow comes tomorrow, uh, and I think it starts like in the early morning tomorrow and goes all the way through into Saturday. After that comes the wind and the bottom falls out. Uh, there, and I don't know what it is in Madison or anywhere else in the state, but I was watching the, uh, the Milwaukee you know, forecast this morning and they're estimating now winds over 40 miles an hour, power outages. So if you've got generators and stuff, you better fire them up, make sure they work power outages, uh, tomorrow. And then in addition to that, the temperature will then go from like 26 degrees and plummet to a high of six on Sunday. And it'll be uh, hovering around zero one one degree on Monday. So, welcome to winter, everybody. Welcome to winter. Uh, the um, the question I have today regarding the Packers, and I, I kind of get into the dare to dream methodology because I really do want to believe that they're going to win this game. Even though, if I pulled my wallet out right now, I would probably put the majority of my money on the Dallas Cowboys to win this. What needs to happen? for this team to win. And I was asked that last night during the show, uh, which, by the way, was that a fun night? Did it sound fun, the huddle last night out at Flipside? Sounded like a blast. I wish I was there. It was. I. That's the first time I've ever done that. Normally, now, for those that, that follow the show, normally we get, like, when we go out on site, we try to get a guest or somebody to fill in, you know, the, the half hour between 7 and 7.30 before we get into our picks and we've been doing this, you know, for a while now and, and we've had a couple of guests and, you know, things that we played back and stuff like that. But on location, I just, I thought, you know what, let's make the, because there was so many people that came in and had questions. And so I finally said, just write them down. And rather than having people yell them out to me, which it's hard to hear on, on radio anyway, um, I said, just write them down. We'll call out your name, read your question, and we'll try to answer your questions. And it, I, there was nothing predetermined. It was just put them on a pile, and I'll just start scrolling through them, you know? 
And, man, it, that was fun. I mean, ev- everybody was energized there last night. They were they were geeked. They were like, can we do this again? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not driving back out in this crap. Not this year. Maybe next year. But it, it was so much fun to kind of make the crowd the guest. It, it, was, it was really cool. Really cool last night. So thanks to everybody at Flipside, the staff, the management, um, everybody. We, it, was, it was so much fun, and they're so gracious and such good people, so thanks so much. Um, but we had, we had a blast. But last night, one of the questions that kept coming up over and over again, what do the Packers need to do to win? What do they need to do to win? What do you think they need to do to win? And I said, what do you think they need to do? I can give you all day long. I can tell you the three main factors. Don't turn the ball over, get turnovers, and put pressure on the quarterback, you know? And then to win is don't get, don't allow pressure on Jordan Love, get some turnovers, and Jordan Love's smart with the football, and nobody puts it on the turf, you know? Fundamentally, think you know, be sound on defense, but that's it, you know? So it, it, it was it's rather simple. But I started getting into the what are the key matchups in this game. And if you had to think of a key – and I, I'm going to hold this through the break – but think of what you would believe to be a key matchup in this game. Because my, I started to go through it in my head. And I'm thinking all these different things. And there's a lot of obvious. And then there's one that's not. And I think that probably is the key matchup of the game. It's the most innocuous thing that you would not normally think of. But it, it's what I immediately went to. And I thought, I kept coming back to it. So let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, I'll get your uh, thoughts on this, Grant, and I want to pick your brain. But I I want your thoughts as well. What do you believe to be the key matchup in this ballgame coming up against the Dallas Cowboys this weekend in Dallas? Because maybe ours are the same, and you think like I do, which is scary, or maybe you've got something completely different. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing. Point Brewing, brewing excellence since 1857, and they have so many different types of uh, beverages that are out there. They've got the lager, they've got the snow pilot, they've got cider boys, they've got so many different things and brands that they have out there right now, and it's all right here in our own backyard. That's Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Brewing excellence since 1857. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ah, if you were driving around over the last couple of days, you know whether or not you need tires. Oh, that's for sure. Our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center, thank God I had the new tires on. With the icy road conditions on uh, on Tuesday night and then coming back last night. Coming back last night, no slip and slide and nothing. I was good. I was good. And I stopped out uh, to, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm going to stop out there today and see Lyle and Chad and uh, stop in and say hi. I got some, you know, just going to go out and shoot the stuff with them for a little bit. I haven't seen them in a while. And I was driving past last night when I saw their uh, their place right off of the uh, off of 94 at the Johnson Creek exit. You look north, and there it is, JNL Tire and Service Center. If you're out and about, if you're an over the road driver, or if you're just cruising around in a minivan and you need to figure out something because you slip sliding all over the place too, that's our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center, and they want to say thank you for making them the best tire dealer out there. And whether it's just general maintenance or some uh, larger service, they can do it all. Whether it's big rigs all the way down to the minivans, whatever it happens to be. Uh, in Watertown, on Boulder Road, and in Johnson Creek, right there above 94 in the Johnson Creek exit. Uh, stop in and tell them we said hi. Good, good people. And they did so much 
kudos to them so much for the community uh, during Christmas for needy families and kids. Oh, my goodness. They spent a ton of money on gift cards and toys and clothes and pajamas. And and it's just they just do it out of the out of the till. They just donate a lot to charity. That's just the way they are. They're great people. And uh, thanks to them for being a part of the program. Also taking us uh, to Super Bowl again this year. So appreciate it from JNL Tyrant Service Center. All right. My when I start to think about the matchups in this game, and you start to think, okay, the first thing you go is CeeDee Lamb and Jair, right? Then you're thinking, you know, who's going to be spying Dak Prescott? And you start to think about, you know, well, you know, who's going to cover the tight end? Can they stop the run? And my first thought, my first thought, and Grant, you tell me if this is where you went, Rasheed Walker. Rasheed Walker versus Micah Parsons. I th- That's it. I, I thought, Bill, I I sneaky thought you were going to go uh, Brandon Aubrey versus Anders Carlson. But this is a, this is a good one, too. This is a great yeah, one. Rasheed I, Walker. That, might, that was my first thought. Because I watched Micah Parsons at times this year with lesser opponents across from him wreck games. And it's not even – he doesn't have to get five sacks. But if he gets – you look at the numbers of Jordan Love, under pressure and not under pressure. And they're, they're very different. Now, every quarterback under pressure is different. Some quarterbacks thrive in it, okay? Josh Allen is better when there's pressure on him, when he's scrambling and he's moving. Uh, he, he does throw picks, but he also his numbers are, are huge when he kind of creates. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes, or at least traditionally in the past. Dak Prescott is a guy that's been pretty good with the off-script plays, okay? Jordan Love's numbers aren't quite there yet. And my first thought was, well, boy, if you got Aaron Jones and he can run the football and this takes pressure off it, I'm like, no, no. It's Micah Parsons. If you can keep Micah Parsons at bay and just allow Jordan Love to get two and a half seconds in the pocket, he will he he will give this this Packers team a legitimate shot at winning a game. Or at least hanging hanging close until that fourth quarter when maybe they can overtake him. That that was – I started looking at all these different numbers and such, and we went through some of the spectacular numbers over the last eight games last night that Jordan Love has uh, this season. But when you start to break it down and you look at the numbers and the passing completion percentage, which is well over 74% in the pocket, and it goes down to 61.6% out of the pocket, you look at those numbers and you're like, wow, if he, if you can keep the pressure off him for just that extra split second – this team's got a legitimate shot at winning. To me, the number one matchup in this thing is is your your tackles and Micah Parsons. That that to me is is your number one matchup for to have a legitimate shot to win the game. Now we can get into other stuff about putting pressure on Dak and all that kind of stuff, and maybe force Dak into a uh, a crazy bad throw, or maybe bad Dak shows up. But to me, that that's that's is that what you were you, were you thinking uh, along those lines as well a little bit? Well, I think that's a great one. I had a different one come to mind. I just, if you go back, Bill, and I found some clips from the Lions game with how they handled Aiden Hutchinson, like Tucker Craft and Ben Sims the whole game. Just both of them on his side, just blast him over and over and over again. So I think if you yeah. go back and, and you, you don't need to study the Lions game, but if you were to go back and watch highlights of the Lions game, you're going to see that Matt LaFleur really had a plan uh, and I think a strategy to, to dedicate a lot of attention to Hutchinson. I'll imagine they'll do the same thing to Micah Parsons. Why not? Yeah. I, I would have to believe, especially, now think about this, if you've got both Musgrave and Kraft healthy, mm-hmm. how many two tight end sets might we see in this ballgame? Because both are legitimate weapons. Both, 
you know, uh, more Tucker Craft than than uh, than Luke Musgrave, but uh, Tucker Craft's pretty good at blocking. Both can block, but how many two tight end sets are we going to see in this ball game? So that to me was was the the big deal. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's see here. Uh, Thomas said also, uh, Rashawn Gary tends to disappear. Uh, let's hope he has a big game. Um, Gary, uh, because winning gambler says he gets washed away. He doesn't necessarily get washed away. He just over pursues, and then once he realizes his back is to the ball or his he's his back is going to be to the ball, then he tries to stop and, and reverse direction, and it just it doesn't work out that way. So it's 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 about it's not necessarily about getting washed away it's about whether or not he just stays home you get wide-eyed i appreciate the fact because he has made a living off of getting wide-eyed and getting after quarterbacks we all know that i mean that's he's been more impressive since he was drafted each and every season and coming back from the knee injury this year he's been good but there have been time times this season where he's crashing down and it's the over pursuit that he, it's his own, you know, it's his it's his own problem that causes him to be quote washed away. Uh, and watching this morning, I I, I saw the uh, you know everybody's talking about Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, and I can't remember who it was on ESPN that said that they would rather have um, average players that are incredibly smart than great athletes and stupid football players. That was Bill Belichick and Nick Saban's kind of model. Because if you're smart and you do the right thing at the right time all the time, you will merge into becoming a great player as opposed to a really talented football player that makes mistakes all the time, the mental mistakes all the time. And that's kind of – my first thought was Rashawn Gary. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen running backs, quarterbacks get around the outside uh, on that right side of the line, and there's Rashawn Gary crashing down with uh, a tackle in pursuit, only to watch the play go past him, and then not be able to turn around because he's being blocked towards uh, away from the play now, and the, that that right side of the defense is wide open. So, I that that was very kind of. Uh, eye-opening this morning, I guess might be the best way to put it when I was thinking about Rashawn Gary in that sense. But I agree that if Rashawn Gary just holds the edge and you don't allow Dak to get outside, you just collapse the pocket and let it kind of fold in around him and you don't give him escape routes, easier said than done, but you can have a lot of success. You can have a lot of success. The Uh, matchup, Bill, that came to my mind real quick, Uh, Jordan Love versus Deron Bland and Stephon Gilmore, the Cowboys' corners. Because yeah. we've heard all year, yeah. they they keep mentioning on broadcast, Al Harris, who's their coach in the secondary, Al Harris teaches them to read the quarterback, to read yeah. the receiver, to try to, to mentally figure out what's about to happen so they can make plays. So it's that cat-and-mouse game between Jordan Love and those corners trying to disguise and trying to recognize. And also, Bill, I, I think the only way this game goes south is if Jordan Love throws up a pick early and it's 10 to nothing. Or 14 mm. to nothing. And then the Cowboys can start front running, which they're really, really good at. So the chess yep. game to me between Jordan Love and those corners that love to ball hawk, I, I think that's huge. That's where my mind went. And that's a good point because we talked about that last night is if they do face adversity, what happens with this younger team? Some young teams don't know any better. They just keep fighting and keep plugging away and they hang around. Others, 
if all of a sudden that moment gets big and you realize that here comes the machine that is the Dallas Cowboys and the crowd is on you and here comes, you know, Micah Parsons and like you had mentioned, the secondary is that good and Dak Prescott gets another touchdown pass and all of a sudden that snowball starts to get bigger and bigger and roll downhill and it can just eat you up. The one thing you don't want to do is go in there and get embarrassed. You want to see what kind of the character is, the intestinal fortitude is of this team. And uh, when, when I think about the matchups and everything, you think about the intangibles, and that's one of them, is what happens if they do face adversity? Because traditionally now, you, you go back to some of these bigger games, you look at a game like, uh, go back to the NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay when uh, Aaron Jones fumbled. That team, led by Aaron Rodgers and company, up and down the field. They were moving the football almost at will. Boom, fumble happens. Next thing you know, they go, they're a shell of themselves. Same thing the year after. They're playing San Francisco, and uh, Mercedes Lewis, they marched up and down the field. They score right away. It looked like it was just going to be a juggernaut, like they were just going to roll them over in the weather at home. Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Lewis fumbles, boom. Next thing you know, they go into it. They're a shell of themselves. They play conservatively. They play not to lose, and they end up getting beat. So it depends on how they face the adversity and how they handle it in this contest as well. When we come back. Uh, we're going to talk, or at least hear a little bit about this, uh, with Matt LaFleur when uh, he spoke yesterday. We didn't get a chance to take a listen to that, so we're going to take a listen to it today. So when we come back, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, Cunis RV, automotive truck commercial. They've got it all, the uh, automotive dealerships in Madison, Stoughton, Barneveld, Elkhorn, uh, Elkhorn, Lake Geneva, Platteville. You can find Delafield, uh, or Delavin, I should say. As well, all those places, uh, you can stop in and uh, check out the vast array of vehicles that they have. Uh, the RV side of things, they're up and down every highway and byway in the state of Wisconsin. You can find them everywhere. And if you're looking for a new one, a used one, concierge service, storage, uh, or somebody to de-winterize or summarize your vehicle, you can do that as well. They've got everything, every facility you need to get the job done. That is Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com and Cunis Automotive. But go to shop, S-H-O-P, shop Cunis. Dot com. That's shopcunis.com. When we come back, Matt LaFleur, you'll hear from him. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I thought about this coming home last night. Uh, one of our sponsors is Northern Lights Event Venue, and I thought, man, with the snow coming down last night, how cool it looked, uh, even though it wasn't great to drive in. Um, it was it was pretty cool, and I'm thinking, if I had a party or a reception this weekend, and I was down in the Milwaukee Riverfront and Northern Lights Event Venue with the cool lighting that they have in that place and the two tiers to that place and those giant floor-to-ceiling windows and everything that goes along with it, uh, man, that'd be a, a remarkable view. It would have just been so serene last night. But uh, I was thinking of my, uh, my buddy Bob down there at Northern Lights Event Venue. If you're looking for a, a place to host a dinner, uh, whether it's a rehearsal dinner, a business dinner, whatever, maybe a wedding, small wedding reception, even a photo shoot, a business event, uh, teams meeting, whatever it happens to be, northernlightsevenvenue.com. That's northernlightsevenvenue.com. And downtown Milwaukee, right on the Milwaukee Riverfront, uh, right next to the Screaming Tuna, as a matter of fact. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com, great place, and it is, it's, you got to see it, you know, it's, it's, you got to go there and take a look at it, but it's just a, just a really, really cool venue, so if you uh, got something coming up and you're going to need some space and 
you want to make it um I'm not going to say cheap. It's more inexpensive than anything because it's not, you know, this highfalutin, hoi polloi place. It's just really cool. And uh, if you want to take a look at it, go to northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. All right, uh, Matt LaFleur yesterday talking to the media. Take a listen to what he had to say. Guys that did not participate were A.J. Dillon Limited, were Jair, uh, Romeo Dobbs, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Isaiah McDuffie, Jonathan Owens, T.J. Slayton, Preston, and Christian Watson. What would it mean to you? I mean, your offense has been rolling as it is, but to get all those guys back out there for a game, talking about Watson and Dobbs and the whole, the whole group. Yeah, I think it'd be great. You can never have enough good players, and certainly I think, um, you know, not having them for quite some time, it, it – uh, create some challenges and how, how do you insert them into the lineup and what are you, exactly are you going to do with them? But that's a good problem to have to figure out. How hard has it been that to plan all season long with Watson in, Jones out, Jones in, Watson out, you know? Yeah, it is It is what it is. It's part of the job and it's our responsibility to figure it out. And um, sometimes we have and other times we haven't done as good of a job. So. But um, I, I do think it speaks to the depth of this team that we've been able to, especially the last, the, the back half of the season, have some production. And um, it's awesome to see other guys step up, guys like Bo Melton. Um, certainly Tucker's played a, a much bigger role. Um, so that is, it's, it's been a good problem in terms of we've really been able to develop and seen the development of many other guys. Matt, does it does it take a certain type of mentality to win on the road in the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. I think you just, uh, I think it, again, it, it all comes back down to your process, your preparation, and making sure you got a good plan, and then going out there and executing it. But uh, you know, it's always a challenge, especially going down there. What do they won like sixteen games in a row or something like that? Um, so they've been very good at home, at home, um, and and they're a very talented team with great coaches. And uh, but it, we're excited for the opportunity. Aaron Jones has said that when he went down against the Chargers, he thought he was done for the year. He thought it was his ACL. What do you think of just how he's bounced back and what he's given you these last three games? It's incredible. I I thought the same. I mean, it looked pretty gruesome, live. Uh, I know he was in a lot of pain, so. When we got the news that it wasn't as bad as we initially thought, I mean, we were we were ecstatic about that, and um, he just brings his presence alone just uplifts everybody. Uh, just his ability to get out there. Certainly, we know the type of player he is, how explosive he is, and what he means to this team for for years. Um, but I think it, you know, just. Everything he does, not only on the field, but off the field as well. You said, it's, you said it's your job to game plan regardless of who you've got. But isn't game planning a lot different when you've got 33 versus when you don't, just because of everything he does? Like, how different is, how much easier or how different is it when you have him available? Have you ever heard the old saying, uh, show me a good coach and I'll show you some good players? Yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a great player, so he makes us better, no doubt about it. And... It definitely opens up our playbook, I would say, and you can do some, some different things. And um, the versatility that he brings, 
certainly. And it's been, I mean, not having him and AJ for the majority of the season is taken a, a whole personnel grouping basically out of our offense. Um, so it, it would be nice to have both those guys available to, to have that personnel grouping. But, um, yeah, anytime you got great players, it, it definitely opens, you know, everything up. What's it, uh, Stake, do you feel okay riding him uh, these however many games you have left like you did last week? Or if Dylan is available, will you cut back on uh, Jones's work some? Well, I think you've got to be calculated with everything you do. I think just kind of the flow of the game last week allowed us to he, – he was fresh. Um, there was long drives kind of on, on both sides of the ball, and um, that allowed him to recover. And, you know, so, yeah, at this point of the, the season, it's, it's whatever it takes. And whoever can go in there and, and give us the boost and allow us to continue to move the football, I, I think you've got to roll that way. Play action game improve just because of the way Aaron's been rolling. Well, I think any time that you're running the football more effectively, it, it opens up the passing game, whether it's through play action or, or drop back. Just the threat of the run game uh, will dictate some of the coverages that you may see, and it can uh, typically more people are going to load the box, and that creates opportunities on the perimeter. Matt, what do you make of the history between these two franchises? Pretty big moments back to the Ice Bowl as recently as the Jared Cook catch and the year visit in 2019. And, and the way your team and the Packers as a whole have played in that stadium this year. Well, I'm kind of focused on the now and, and the present, and I'm sure it's a, it's a great story. I mean, it's, it's cool to revisit that stuff, but I mean, our focus is on whatever team is right in front of us. It just so happens to be the Dallas Cowboys, who is a great challenge. You know, they've got star players. In every phase, I mean, they get, I don't know how many all pros they had, but um, or Pro Bowl players, but there's quite a few on that roster. And again, I, I've got so much respect for Mike McCarthy, so much respect for Dan Quinn. You guys know what he means to me and in, in my career. And um, John Fossil, I've worked with him in LA, and I think they got three great leaders right there. And when you couple that with the players they have, it's it's a it's a pretty big task. Matt, you guys have gone up against some pretty good pass rushers this year. Done pretty well against them. What does Micah Parsons bring? How do you have to game plan around him? Well, it's not only Micah. Micah's a freak show, um, a game wrecker, and you better know where he's at. And they do such a great job of moving him around. Whether he's he can line up on the edge, he can line up at linebacker, at the three technique, at the shade. Um, they they use multiple personnel groupings, so they do a really good job of scheming you up and, and trying to create one-on-ones for him, especially in those pass rush situations. But just I think the games they do up front, um, they've got multiple people that can get after the quarterback. And it's, I mean, it's just watching the tape. It's like carnage in front of the quarterback all the time. And, um, you know, I know Adam Durde, their, their D-line coach, pretty well. And I got a lot of respect for him. And, um yeah, they, they play with – all those guys play relentless. Uh, they play, you know, with great motors, and I think that's kind of the, a prerequisite for being a great pass rusher. What do you make of what Deron Bland's been able to do? Diggs goes down and he goes and sets the pick six. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty impressive. I think those guys do a good job. Um, certainly well coached. Um, they jump. They, 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 they 
jump a lot of routes, but you don't see a lot of routes going over the top of their head. So I think that is um, just that that speaks a lot of those guys because you don't always see that. And all those guys on the back end, I think they got 26 takeaways on the on the season. Um, they all have tremendous ball skills. So you got to be very precise with your the, the rhythm and the timing of the passing game. You got to make sure the wideouts are coming off the ball with the, with the correct pad level and not kind of snitching on, on certain routes and, and concepts to allow them to make those types of plays. Musgrave went down. Did you think you had in Tucker Craft what you've gotten from him, or has he kind of gone above and beyond what, what you thought? Well, we knew that it was going to be a process. We, we felt confident that Tucker was going to be a really good player in time. I think how fast, once he got those opportunities, uh, that's a big-time credit to Tucker, just the work he puts in. Uh, he is a gym rat. He's in here all the time watching tape. He's always doing extra, and I think you're seeing the benefits of that. And I think John Dunn has done a great job in that room, but Tucker really has, uh, you know, he's taken that role and he's ran with it. What are the biggest differences in play calls between Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore? Well, I think each – guy has their own flavor but I think a lot of it is um, it goes back to their foundation and um, I'm sure Mike was heavily involved with it you know uh, but each each play caller kind of has their own rhythm with the, how they call plays How has um, Dan Quinn's defense evolved um, from when he was at Seattle and they played the same thing all the time to where they are now and, and having Parsons has that kind of changed? Oh, it's, it's drastically different. It's drastically different. Um, my time with them in, in Atlanta to where they are now, don't get me wrong, there's some coverage principles that are, are still somewhat similar, but he went from a more of a spot droppy 3D scheme to a very matchy scheme. So I think it's been extremely impressive for what he's been able to do and kind of reinvent himself. Uh, you know, I think DQ has always been of that – growth mindset and always trying to find di different ways to to get better and he's shown it and um, he utilizes that personnel as, as good as anybody and it's a very very disruptive defense that knows how to get after the quarterback and create a lot of takeaways and um, you know if, if you're not ready they can embarrass you. Well, you said growth there uh, and on Monday you were asked about growth from your team you said that's kind of why we do this as coaches. Have you and your staff had to coach more educationally this year with all the, the young players or not? I don't know what that means. Teaching? I mean, that's that's what we are. I know we're, we're teachers on a daily basis, but I would say that, you know, there's certain things that maybe veteran players that you might take for granted that you can't take for granted with younger players um, and making sure you just can never assume anything, especially I think the younger the player you know, there's going to be situations that they've never encountered. And it's it's kind of impossible to, uh, you know, forecast everything. But, um, yeah, I think absolutely you 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 try not to overcoach um, every situation. But I think that definitely there's probably a little bit more dialogue within every situation when you have a younger group. So there you go. That's Matt LaFleur talking to the media yesterday, talking about some of the matchups, trying to get his personnel back. I mean, it looks like, I mean, I, I, it looks like everybody's going to be pretty much healthy 
for this thing coming up, or at least being able to play. So uh, it is, it's good for a coach when you have all hands on deck as you get into uh, this time of the year when you're talking about the, the wild card weekend and such. So anyway, that was Matt LaFleur yesterday. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit BBQ. BurnPitBBQ.com. That's Burn Pit Barbecue. And uh, they want to say, by the way, thank you for everybody that supported them all through the, uh, the holiday season because they, you know, tremendous when it comes to uh, the turnout, so to speak. So they wanted to say thanks for everybody supporting Burn Pit, for all of you grillers out there that enjoy Burn Pit barbecue sauces, rubs, uh, the hot sauces that they have now. That's BurnPitBBQ.com. They are veteran-owned, based right here in the state of Wisconsin, and they wanted to say thank you and keep up the great work and keep on grilling all throughout the holiday season and all the way into the new Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Hey, uh, this weekend, especially maybe tomorrow, tomorrow night, going to be one of those nights where you go down to Robert's Specialty Meats. Hear me out. Go down to Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha. Pick out something, whether it's a roast, Al Capone roast, sausages that you can grill, whatever it happens to be, and uh, get ready for tomorrow night and a great white death to grab you by the throat and throw you to the ground again. So that's... That's uh, that's the agenda for today. After I, I get off the air, got a little running around to do. I'm going to get it all done because tomorrow, if this is going to be nasty out again, it's uh, build a big fire uh, down in the uh, down in the great room, sit down and uh, turn the grill on underneath the tiki hut and just grill, grill, call it a night, get it over with and be done with it. Uh, and that's I think what I'm going to do tonight. So, Robert Specialty Meats Waukesha down uh, down on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. That's where I'm going to head to. And I would, uh, I would suggest you do the same. He is your hometown butcher. They have got great stuff, whether it's ribs on a stick or the ch- uh, chicken parmesan skewers, uh, you name it, or many of the different handmade sausages that they have. It is just awesome stuff. That is Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. All right. Uh, he's been on hold since uh, 1977, and I want to get to Tim right away because he's been uh, on hold a while. Tim, real quick, give me your thought, and then I'll take it, uh, and I'll discuss it after the top of the hour. Okay, a couple of things here, Bill. I hope that uh, uh, Matt LaFleur is going to open up the playbook just like they did in 1983 when we played Washington at Lambeau. Sneaky Snelker, who was the OC, said to the players, we're opening up the playbook. Two, like you always say, and a term you taught me, we're going to have to set the edge because if we don't, Dak is going to take off for the high hills. Three, Joe Barry. He's a day late and a dollar short got to go. And when you said on, on the uh, – um, Green Gold postgame show, we need to get some people coming in for auditions for the kicker. Maybe Mason Cross, we can teach our guy how to make extra points. And so you take it to the top of the hour. Oh, and my prediction, because I feel good this week compared to last week. Packers, yep. 34, Dallas, 31. Wow, okay. Kind of a shootout. Good stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for holding for such a long period of time. We'll talk about all of that. Coming up here in just a little bit. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Hang in there. We'll be back right after this. 